Here at Stater Brothers Markets, we've seen a great deal of changes lately. But something that'll never change is how much we value our customers. We may be standing six feet away from you or behind a plastic shield, but we're still committed to delivering you the best and safest grocery shopping experience. And although you may not be able to see our faces behind the masks, we're smiling. And it's thanks to you, Stater Brothers Valued Customers. We're so grateful. En JCPenney sabemos que nos extrañas y nosotros te extrañamos aún más. ¿Pero qué pasa si te decimos que tenemos una tienda abierta todo el día, todos los días? ¡La tenemos! En jcp.com o en el app de JCPenney. ¿Quieres un traje de baño? ¡Lo tenemos! ¿Algo para estrenar este verano? ¡También! ¿Marcas exclusivas y tus marcas nacionales favoritas? ¡También! Visita nuestra página para los más recientes cupones y aprovecha envío estándar gratis en compras de $49 o más. JCPenney. Apliquen exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com. David Sterling, I'm Tony Pervenanzi. It's nice to have David back on the podcast after uh, two weeks ago you decided to have some sort of sickness. Yeah, no one wants to know about it. Yeah, we don't, we're, sure. we're not going to talk about it, but I mean, it's, it's nice to have you back. You know? Thank you. So, uh, if you listen to our last podcast, we did it all on one cell phone, so uh, hope which, you guys enjoyed that. Which, yeah, if I went back and listened to it, it sounded it's not too fine. bad, considering yeah. what we were using to do yeah. it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. We are here today at Headflyer Brewing Company in... Northeast Minneapolis, I guess it's northeast. Absolutely. Yeah. Only uh, four or, blocks away from where we used to live. Yeah, actually. just a short walk. Yeah. 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 Although this could, we're all, we could be over in the southeast, technically. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's northeast. Okay, and we'll call, call it northeast that. because it's just it. a stone's throw away from our old yes. stomping grounds. And uh, right off the bat, we have Sean, who is a... You're a uh, here? Yeah, I'm the uh, lead brewer. Hi, I'm Sean. Uh, this is probably like the southeast corner of northeast. Okay, is, is how I would okay. describe. Gotcha. Well, that's why I was, that's why I was confused. Southeast northeast because you know, I, you know, when I was riding my bike from the apartment to school, you, I'd cross right into southeast. Yeah. And, yeah. So, uh, Sean, we talked before the podcast. You used to be at Alloy. I used to be at Alloy. I was a, I was a beer tender there. I was, I'm friends with uh, Dave Phalanx over yep. there. He's been on the podcast a couple times. Huge loons. Fan season ticket holder, yes. so you know our podcast because yep. I think you were working there. The two I was times working, yeah, both so times, and I'll probably be there uh, when you guys are there in a couple of weeks. I'll Whoa, be, I'll be go. there just drinking beers. And yeah. Sweet, no, we out. should, we should mention, yeah, exactly. We, we, we're going to mention it right now, but uh, we'll mention it again at the end of the podcast. We are having our fiftieth episode <clears throat> extravaganza, right, at Alloy Brewing. Woohoo, uh, woo-hoo yeah. Uh, at Alloy Brewing on the twenty fifth. I spoiled your announcement. No, no, it's, okay. no, it's already it's already, <laughs> it's already on Facebook, Facebook official. So and so and good. we need to go back to Alloy because we love that place. And of yep. course, we love Dave because he's come on our podcast twice and he's been great. Yeah, and uh, we like having him on. So we decided, hey, it's a good place to go for fiftieth. So we're doing that in two weeks. But here we're at Headflyer, and so Sean, uh, give us a little rundown of what you guys brew here. I mean, do you guys have like a certain 
thing that you brew? Like anything that's a specialty thing for you? I guess we're probably more known for our hazies, our hazy pale ales, our hazy IPAs. I see you got a couple on your flight there. But we do brew a little bit of everything. Uh, we have porters. We have uh, real low uh, ABV, honey wheat ale. We have some sours. So we've got something for everybody here. But I think if people were to pinpoint like what we're known for, it'd probably be our hazy beers. Okay. And you've been here for how long? I've only been here since May of this year. Okay. Yeah, they, they, uh, I was working at a bartender, or beer tender, as they call it in the biz, up at Alloy, and then they hired or posted a assistant brewer position, so I applied. I got hired in May, and, and now I've been up to a lead brewer. So, cool. Yeah, most of these beers here, I've, well, all of these beers here I've been a part of. I, nice. I brewed them, so yeah. So, do you know the history of this place a little bit? I mean, how it came to be? Well, this, the head flyer? Yeah. Uh, the Headfire name is from a lake up in Wisconsin that two of the owners have a cabin on. Okay. And then um, uh, a married couple. And then one of the owners worked with our seller guy, Nate, who you guys met earlier before the podcast. Mm-hmm. They met him through work, and then they all just kind of like, hey, you, you want to start a brewery? Uh, Neil went through um, school up in Vermont, so he had been professionally trained and everything knew what he was doing he just needed kind of a, a guy to go in on it with him so him and Nate opened this up and they've got a couple other partners and uh, they just decided to go with it awesome so they, I mean was, has it been around a year or two or more we've been around about two and a half years well April of 2017 okay. is when they opened okay. yep so this April will be our, our three year anniversary and uh, what's your out of all the beers that you've made here so far what's your favorite my favorite I'm drinking right now is a uh, Radiant Baby. Oh, I love it. It's our kettle, kettle sour. sour. That's oh, that's actually that. what I'm started yeah. with too. My first beer here. Kettle so. sour with raspberry. It's Ooh. it's fantastic. Yeah. It's uh, it's a long one to brew. Kettle sours are a two day process, but it is by far my favorite beer that we have. Nice. Um, and again, we're in Northeast Minneapolis. There's a lot of breweries kind of around here to the. How'd you put it? Kind of the west, maybe. Or? Yeah, north, just up central. Yeah. There's a yeah. few central and Broadway. There's yeah. what six one two and six one two and six one two and Abel and Bauhaus are all right there. Yeah. And then yeah. you can get to Indeed right up the road and, and uh, Sociable, and then fifty six is even a little bit further. Yeah, Dangerous Man more to the west. Yeah. So definitely a hot spot here. It's a hot yeah. spot. Yeah, huge, huge hot spot. The, the northeast is probably the mecca for the for craft beer. In the I Twin know. Cities. Why did we leave Northeast, Dave? We left. We left because <laughs> I got married. We left too soon. Yeah, so we got I married. left too soon. No, we just stayed here. Uh, but uh, you guys, any other questions? Um, for sure? What do you think is the most popular beer you guys have? Most popular is uh, probably right now. Uh, we have a Waka Waka this way. It's called. Oh, it's a pale right ale. Yeah, it's uh, very popular. It's seasonal. It's almost done for the year. Uh, we kind of we cycle through our pale ales. We're, we try to get something different on after, after one thing after another. Uh, otherwise, it was all a dream juicy IPA. It's probably our our year round best selling beer. And so I'm a massive Buffalo Trace fan. Okay. And I see you currently have two beers that are aged in Buffalo Trace. Yeah, yeah, we um, have. Um, what is there a process of determining what uh, distillery they go to, or did they just say, you know, Buffalo Trace 
you know, sells thousands of barrels, basically. Well, trial and error. So the first year they did Bamped, which is our barrel-y stout that we have on right now. I'm not sure if you guys have tried it. The first year we went through Jay Carver, and it was good, but we wanted a little bit different flavor, so we went to Buffalo Trace, or went through a distributor that sold Buffalo Trace barrels, and uh, I think it turned out better than last year. It was so good that we decided that we want to stick with Buffalo Trace and a few of our other beers. We do have another beer for our anniversary party aging in Jay Carver gin barrels right now. Oh, that's interesting. It's a lavender goza. It's an imperial lavender goza that's going to be released at our anniversary party, and it's aging in, like I said, Jay Carver uh, gin barrels. So we're excited about that one. We've been tasting it as it goes. It tastes really good right now. The lavender is shining through. Yeah. And so uh, when is that? Yeah. That'll be the end of, I think the tentative date right now is April 25th. It's, okay. it's the so end of so end of April. Be three year all of a sudden. So that's yeah, a three year. So yep. what? Um, that one. How long would they age in, in those barrels typically? Typically six months, but we're going to try to push our next Banff, which will be released next. We release Banff every November. We're going to try to get a ten month age on this one. So we're going to we're going to brew the next Banff uh, pretty soon here within the month and try to get a little bit longer age on it, and we're going to do a little bit more of it because it's been quite popular this year. Because we do a couple variants of it. We have the regular on tap right now, but we also had, when we released, we had a vanilla bean version and a coconut version of it as well. And the coconut sold through like wildfire. So so we're going to brew a little bit more so we can have a little bit more of the variants on, on hand. Gotcha. Very cool. So of these 12 beers that are available today, uh, how many of those are kind of mainstays and how many kind of rotate in and out? I would say we have six mainstays, maybe seven. The Dreamsicle, we're, it, it's the Milkshake IPA. We're going to have a Milkshake IPA on tap. We've always had what was Dream Shake before. And then we tried a little bit of a different recipe, and it came out more of a dream sickle flavor. So we changed the we changed the name. So the milkshake might become like a rotational, where it's different different fruits every time, different fruit milkshake. I like that. Um, so probably I would say six on here are juicy jump shot, regulate vanilla bean hollow and radiant will always be here. Hmm. Now regulate was named after the Warren G song, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. See. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny story. I was driving up here, and as I got on the Broadway to come into the Northeast, Regulate came on my Spotify. Oh, that's... Then I get here, I'm like, oh, that's right, they got Regulate here. There's a lot of um, 90s pop culture references in ours. Uh, it was all a dream, juicy IPA. It was from Biggie. Yep, yep, Biggie. Uh, Stranger in the Alps is actually from the TV-edited version of uh, Big Lebowski. No kidding. Really? there's a line in there that says stranger in the something else but in the in the edited version it says stranger in the alps in the tv version oh okay no it says no. stranger in the alps <laughs> yeah so you can you can look up a lot of these and they have uh 90s pop culture references well, to them walk of this way right walk this way exactly yep yeah I, this is that's cool. fantastic i, I kind of figured regulate had something to do with for sure and that's my karaoke song too oh it is regulate i love it yeah i'm always wow. orangey <laughs> So were you singing along in the car on the way up here then, or I, down here? I, I was I was getting off of. I didn't want to be singing as I was getting off the Broadway. I was I'm always of, looking for a Nate dog. So if you got uh, that part I can't, down, I can't. All right, I'm all a Sinatra right. guy. Sinatra <laughs> <Okay>. song. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, again, Sean, thanks for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, we're enjoying your beers, of course, and uh, we, this is a great, great spot. You guys have beers. Thank for you. Pretty much anybody who comes in here. 
there's a beer that you're going to want to try and, and a beer that you're probably going to be really happy with because you got Thank bunch you. of styles here. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a fantastic list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with Tony. Yeah. Lagers, sours, porters, IPAs, whatever you need. Yeah. And, you know, my wife isn't a big beer person. And I was going through, scrolling through the beers on your website this morning. And she, uh, the particular one she liked was the uh, the peppermint mocha stout. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so that's a, that's a testament to a brewery that has such a diverse collection. Is You know, somebody that's not really even a beer person can still find something that says, they say, oh, wow, exactly that, sounds, right. that yeah. sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, and we're going to see you in two weeks. I'll, I'll be up there, yeah. Big Absolutely. Uh, 50th anniversary party. Again, yeah. Sean, thanks for coming on. And, uh, Thank you. Thanks for coming to Headfire. Hope you enjoy your beers. Right. Have a good show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, go Loons. Go Loons. Um, so, Are we going to talk about our beers? Yeah, we're going to talk about beers right now. I mean, you've got like three that you've tried, right? No, I, yeah, I've tried. Three, three of them, yes. I got a little uh, sample flight. flight here. I got the Dreamsicle, which is a milkshake IPA, which I have to get. Right. Because I'm a big milkshake IPA guy. Yep. Number eight was the... Uh, that That's the Walk of This Way. Walk of This Way, the Hazy IPA. That one's fantastic. Uh, number seven was the Regulate, which is just a regular IPA. I haven't tried that yet. My next one to go. Okay. And number one I got was, it was all a dream, which is the Juicy IPA. So I got the Juicy IPA, the IPA, and the Hazy IPA. So I got the three levels of IPAs. Yeah, that's a lot of IPA going on there. It is. It's a lot of hops. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did the uh, the uh, Strange in the Alps, mm-hmm. which I have to say, I'm not a lager guy. This is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, that's our Vienna Vienna style lager, so it's it's a little bit sweeter than most lagers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love this. Um, I wanted something light to start off and figured why the heck not. Yeah. Just try a lager. And awesome. This is easily one of the best loggers I've had. Well, it is Vikings game day, so you can't be drunk for the Vikings game, right? They, oh, sorry, Dave, you don't watch Vikings. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, mean, I might need to be drunk because I feel like they're probably going to end up beating San Francisco. <laughs> we'll talk about that later because sure. I have a dream scenario coming up. Oh, no. yeah. I think I know what that might have been. Yeah, you know what yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave, what, you got the kettle sour. Well, I did, yeah, so Sean already talked about it. So I won't bore you, but I will yeah. say it, it's delicious. And uh, I just, I was kind of, without being here before, I kind of looked through the menu i wanted something light as well and uh this is great because it's, it is a little bit lighter four and a half percent but uh yeah it's got a nice tart finish and it's good delicious thank you all right so let's get into some loons talk boys so yeah uh the loons. And a bit, bit more to talk about than uh, we did just after well, christmas yeah. so that's yeah, i mean even but, the previous episode of that or some people still might say a lack thereof but yes. certainly more yes. than what we've had to talk about this offseason uh, so far before we get into that though i just want to say that we have uh cory and jen and connor here thanks listen to the podcast yes and also um i have family here you have family oh. here, yeah uh, my wife's cousin's husband Oh. Justin and his oh, his friend. Awesome. So we got to be watching the language then, or what? No. Well, I see they're it appears like they're Vikings fans, so they're they are yeah. Vikings. Good. Good. Good family. So. Well, Dave likes them already, though. Yes. So um, we had a little bit of a, a super draft. Yeah. Yeah. First two rounds. First two. Yeah. Thursday. And we we only had one round. Yes, right. Yes, right. We traded second, up. The second round pick was given to uh, Houston. Was it for the? Something. I think it was something. Yeah, I don't. And actually, I mean, any of you know what that was? 
was I think that was part of the, wasn't that part of the Darwin trade? That was, was it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and that, that makes sense that, you know, and not without getting ahead of ourselves, they the Loons do not have a third round pick as well. They have two no. in the fourth, so that might yeah, have been right. a little bit maneuvering. So, so uh, tell us about the kid we got. Uh, so, uh, Noah Billingsley. <laughs> Billingsley. Billingsley? Yes. Another easy uh, pronunciation. I, when I saw his last name, I was like, he's got to be not American. Yeah. Because it just does, it sounds like an English name. Mm-hmm. And if I could do an English accent, I would do it. But I Noah Billingsley. Yes, there you go. Yeah, but so now he's actually a Kiwi. Kiwi. Which, so now, you know, fellow countryman Michael Boxel. Exactly. Uh, Went to the same school. Yes. Yeah. UC Santa Barbara. And they're both, they both on the national team. So, yeah, clearly there's an age gap. But, yeah, they've yeah. crossed paths, played mm-hmm. with each other, against each other. So Yeah, and there, there was a, a little bit of an interview with him, uh, and he got to say how he's... He's played with Boxel, mm-hmm. against Boxel, and he says that Boxel's a very heavy hitter, which I get that. <laughs> yeah. I get that idea yeah. Idea of him. Um, he's, he's a defender. Um, it's interesting because I think there's some question as to what exactly he plays. Well, it's interesting because like in, for the national team in the U-20s down in New Zealand, he was a forward. And he didn't mm-hmm. switch. To, he switched to defender when he was at UC Santa Barbara. Okay, right. So I mean, he's transitioned. And it, according to uh, ESPN, uh, he's a left back or left center back. Okay. And then I didn't know this. I have to uh, credit uh, Bruce McGuire for pointing this out to me on Twitter. Uh, Jamie Watson said that. Minnesota United views him as a right back, and that's yeah, that's okay. what Jerry Zogda. It's just mind blowingly weird. Yeah, that's what Jerry Zogda said, and maybe he was referencing that. I, I think before, so, but uh, yeah, uh, it was like a utility guy in baseball, kind of like that. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, there, I like the there are ways that you can, it, you know, if you're generally a left side, if you are good enough with yeah. both feet to play on the right, you can do some crazy stuff. Sure. Um, it, it helps to be able to switch field stuff, stuff like that, and it, you know maybe you have different skills that you might be able to employ. Um, but I don't know; it's it's weird. I mean, maybe everything be- that I've read says he's left, left, left. ESPN. I mean, Taylor Twoman, who I respect highly, yes. Um, he he says he's he plays on the left. Uh, Grant Wall says he plays on the left. And then Jamie Watson's like, oh, we're going to use him right back. Well, maybe it's because he was <laughs> a forward before, and he could... I mean, maybe. I kind of like your comment. Like, I think it was... Maybe it was just text messages. You were like, you know, we were talking, was it left, right? Oh, he's a forward. Yeah. And so you said something like, oh, he'll probably end up at a winger yeah. position. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what. And I, I think... He's our new goalkeeper, guys. Yeah. But I think that the left wing might actually make sense. Yeah. Because if he, if he has an attacking prowess, mm-hmm. then it, he may... Makes sense to play a left wing. Obviously, yeah. we don't need a left back. No, because Gasper's fantastic. Yeah, uh, or looks he, to be. He can be. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, so, I think in, in that sense, the left wing makes a lot of sense because we actually don't have a left winger. No, as much as people think we may have a left winger, uh, Robin Lude is a center midfield right winger. Mm-hmm. He's never played left wing. <laughs> Ever until he played for Minnesota, uh, you've got uh, a Molino who is generally right wing, maybe a forward, sometimes a ten. Again, no left. Yeah. 
Uh, we just got rid of Miggy, who, again, was a right wing, but he played decently okay on the left. Um, I think, you know, Darwin's played on left, but, again, we got rid of him. Uh, Chacon is actually a 10 or a forward. He's not a left. So I think you have a hole in the left wing. If you've got a left back who used to play forward, seems to me... Yeah, might want to use him at left wing, but if we need um, him, apparently we're going to play him at right back. If we need him at left, where we don't need him, we don't need him. Maybe we don't need him, right? Because maybe we get somebody. Right. We'll bring up later. But um, again, we we talked about this on the show before our last draft. I mean, we hit a home run, right? You know, so well, just I mean the sheer volumes of pick that they had early on. You know, yeah. But I mean, my hope is that they saw something in this kid and said, hey. You know, they, I mean, we traded up, so I'm yeah. I'm hoping that. Wait, we tried to trade. No, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't trade. Yeah, I think it was uh, with Montreal ninth overall. I yeah, say. that tried, collapsed. I guess yeah. at the podium yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, um, and and so I'm thinking that probably with that uh, potential trade up, we were probably looking at him anyway. Yeah. And then they decided, well, we don't need to trade waste up. anything. Yeah, we're going to get him anyway. I mean, for what it's worth, like that, you know, they were Watson was saying, well, that's that's a guy we wanted at 18. So I don't know yeah. if they, I don't think they necessarily expected to need to move up that high to get sure, him. Sure. But right, it could exactly. have been somebody else, but certainly somebody they were happy to get at 18. Yep. you know, it's a, you know, he's a big another. Uh, he's a, a they list him at like six two, so he's a big another big guy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I, I think. You know, I don't have any expectations from anyone in the no, Super Draft. No, no expectations. So you, you kind of hope you know. he can immediately slot in as depth at the very right. least, and that's what they expect, I'm sure. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he stays because our roster is so small at this point Yes, that they probably are going to need him. Yeah, the roster was uh, moving forward today. We'd be having the uh, peanut vendor playing, like, forward or something like that. Right. I mean, yeah. we might have actually gotten Corey out there to <laughs> play a, a bruising well, something. I know we're going to get into this a little bit later, but yeah, I mean, there there are some there's slots that they there's, need to fill up, but yeah. I mean, sitting here a year ago, you know, before they had acquired, you know, Alonzo, I met Nier and those guys, and Winoni for that matter. Yep. There was, wasn't there, we're better off in 2020 than we were in 2019. Couldn't you say that? I, I mean, was, in terms of, in terms of talent, yes. Yeah. In terms of depth, no. So I don't know, we sit here panicking as fans because of what the success that they had last year, and we want to see that continued, and they're going to have to make moves to continue that success. Yep. But last, where a year ago, I think we were kind of we didn't know better well we had know, this I idea mean, grand plan yeah, yeah last year this time we were looking back at a very bad year yes <laughs> yes <laughs> that was technically better than the year before but not, not really, really. Uh, no. so uh, yeah i think the the thing and we're dave is kind of pushing us ahead of the schedule yeah well let's, but um, no, I, I, the thing that there. we had going for us last year was that we at least had Jan gregish Yes, signed already by that. We, we, we know we had. Yet. Yeah, I mean we knew we had signed him, right? But we didn't know that he was going to be the sniper that he was. Right. He didn't know he was going to be Dave Stevens MVP of the twenty nineteen. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. We Your had MVP. no idea at that That's point. Right. Well, so with that, let's move on to Vito. Let's move on to Vito because so we went in the off season knowing that his loan was up and his contract is up with 
Reading, right? In June. In June. Okay. So it made it all very weird. So it was a very weird situation. And now we've come to the point where there's been rumors. I don't think they're rumors. I think it's actually true. Yeah. That he has declined two contracts from the Loons. Oh, yeah. Right. The club has came out and said that one, they offered him one, was it in December? Yes. Which would have made him the highest, highest paid, paid goalkeeper in the MLS. And I'm hearing now that they his whole thing was he wanted to be a DP. Right. And there was no way they were going to use DP on him. Thank God. I know there are some people that I've seen on Twitter say that's insane not well, to. I... Well, I just refuse to but accept But the fact that. is, uh, assuming they loan Angelo Rodriguez, which it sounds like they may, back to Columbia, mm-hmm. that's just a rumor at this point. But let's say they do not move forward next year with uh, uh, Rodriguez, on the ro- or Rodriguez on the roster. Mm-hmm. They may have two DP spots they available. Might. So you but might as well use one of them. Yeah. You could. That, that's just the you argument. Could. I'm not yeah. saying they should or shouldn't. I, I'm just saying you I, have two I'm, DP spots. I'm fully in the camp of... Use them. You don't need a good goalkeeper to be successful. No. And you don't need a high-paid goalkeeper to be successful in the playoffs. Yeah. And it, in the MLS, it is incredible. I mean, there were only two goalkeepers... Pay, being paid above five hundred thousand last season, mm-hmm. that was Vito and Guzan. Who was mm-hmm. the highest? Yeah, seven hundred and forty. So yeah. you look at all the teams that went through the playoffs and you know right. finished, you know wherever they finished, and you say, well, all of those goalkeepers were paid much less. Yeah. Well, and Vito and his well. agent obviously are pushing for a lot of money because there was a comment from the Reading coach um, yes. basically said, Vito came in and trained with us, but he's looking to be a number one. He doesn't, right. want, him, he doesn't want a competition. He wants to be number one, so I don't know how that's going to work out. Right. Which basically says to me, we're going to move on from him right. in and June. It, and as far as I'm concerned, Reading would probably be better off with him. Yeah, yeah they would. But... Uh, you know, I, I saw then that, you know, we upped our offer and he was he said that he wants a salary that's going to make it make sense to leave Italy. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I mean, I think his, his heart is probably in trying to get back to Italy. Yeah. So at that point, you know, I wouldn't even want them to spend the money anyway because I feel like he wants to be in Italy and he's looking for a reason not to be. Italian teams can spend a lot more money than we're going to have. Well, yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, though, it just creates another area of need for this team. And, uh, you know, obviously, I don't, you know, without ranking the needs on this team, that's obviously a big one. Well, it is a decent one because uh, our new signing that I cannot pronounce his name at all. Yeah. uh, Regististan? Is that that right? Something like that. that. Um, You know, he's got basically no MLS experience. Yeah. And then St. Clair, again, no MLS experience. Uh, and he's not ready anything. Yeah. So, so I, I think that's a that's a that's a area where I don't think you need a terribly great goalkeeper, but neither of them are the type of goalkeeper that I would want to go into twenty twenty one. Well then it begs the question of who do you get? Now there's rumors that Joe Hart Right, is I mean we have some we have his uh, rights for yes we have his rights so we have his rights we can sign him if we want to if he accepts it right Um, 
And if we signed him, he'd just be a stopgap. He'd be a one-year stopgap to St. Clair. I'd say. I think, I don't know. I think I could see him being around for a couple seasons. Ah, he's 34 he's, years old. He's too good of a marketing car. I mean, you know, he's, he's got Main City under his belt. He's, you know, he has England number one under his belt. He's, he's I mean, only 32. Guys, I'm sorry, 32. The guy's got some, I mean, it opens up a whole new area. You know, obviously we've made some pretty big strides in England with our Wonderwall thing. Yes. Uh, which is actually true. I mean, there are a lot of people in the UK that know of us because of that alone. That's right. Um, so, I mean, sure, it. we have people who know of us. And, of course, we have the best crest in all of sports yes, throughout the world. we do. So people know of us that way, too. But having Hart as our goalkeeper would be a big I think it would be a big deal I think it would open up a very broad uh, broad new world for us especially in the UK and I hope he doesn't mind but um, Nicholas Bisbee agrees with me on this him and I had a conversation about this um, mm-hmm. last night uh, via Twitter oh um, and it, that was the thing that we agreed on I, I think it's it's just a very uh, it would be a very lucrative decision. And I could see him playing here for a couple seasons. Well, you tell me that, I mean, I understand where you're going with the Joe Hart thing about the England thing, but you tell me that Dwayne St. Clair, being drafted by this team, goalkeeper, young guy, coming up. You don't think there's a big marketing aspect on that, too? I don't think so. I think there is. And I'm big on I, St. Clair. I, I, I want to see St. Clair. I'm not saying he can't be successful, but I don't think you're marketing. You're marketing marketing in this in this area. If you want to attract fans... Canadian. We drafted him. Well, yeah. If you want to attract fans from the Toronto area, okay, great. I want, I want to get fans from Canada. Right, that's that's where he's from, the Toronto eh? area, right? Yes. I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah. So, Ontario. Ontario. Connor, Connor helps. So, it, you know, it's... I, I, I'm huge on St. Clair. I want him to be our goalkeeper, but I would not pass on Joe Hart unless it was... Insanely expensive. Yeah, they might say. Do you think they can slot him in at that money that they say they had veto? If, if we can get him for seven fifty to a million, I would take him. Oh, that much? Yeah. Yeah. Just just a few moments ago, you were saying that you were not. But we in wouldn't. Favor but seven fifty to money. a million wouldn't require DP DP spot. No. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm saying you know, if we can get him in that gap, I think he's worth that, and it's it's okay. I I it's not. I mean, I would prefer if we could find a really good keeper. I mean, I said this, I think, a few episodes back. If we could have somehow gotten Robles away from Miami, mm-hmm. oh, shit, that would have been fantastic. It would have been great. But that's that's not going to happen. But if we could find a keeper like him for 500 apparently Corey is either raising his hand for <laughs> feedback or he thinks he can play it. I think he'd do it. So I'm going to throw out a name for you guys. Um, local kid, Minnesota, Cody Cropper. Back up with the New England Revolution. Sure. I think he makes about two fifty to three hundred thousand. There, right. yeah. You looking at a marketing standpoint? Minnesota's own. Minnesota's own. There you go. There's a marketing guy. You can get him for cheap. Yeah. He's sitting on the bench at New England. And See. We had success with a guy sitting on the bench at New England a couple years ago. That's Why true. Why not did. go there again? Mm-hmm. There you go. So, an example. Yeah. I, I w- and it, I wouldn't go against that. I mean, 
you know, yeah. that works. Yeah. But I'm not going to be pissed if they sign Joe Hart for nine hundred thousand. No, it's two different things. I mean, it's, you're trying to get people in England to be excited about our team, or you're trying to get people around here to be excited about our team. Because a lot of people who are fans around here, I mean, we know Joe Hart. But yes, but and there are a course, lot of England fans, what course, like what course English game fans. What Corey's talking about though is a guy comes in who used to who is from here. You get a lot of people here who are like, oh, he's one of our own. I'm going to go to a game and see that guy. Exactly, that's the way it works. Minnesota's, or you know how Minnesota's yeah, but works. he I mean, could take performance-enhancing drugs and ruin his name. Ugh. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. In my don't opinion, don't say such thing. I mean, Tony, I think Tony, you're right. I mean, everybody's right. There's, I mean, this is all speculation, but I mean, I think the bo- bottom line is, I think it's pretty obvious the team has already made up their mind that Dane St. Clair is not ready this right. year. And they, they knew that. They probably had an idea of that when they drafted him. So they knew, they know, they knew that's how they feel. Whether he is he is or he isn't, he's not ready for this year. So in my opinion, I think if they do get a Joe Hart or somebody else like Corey suggested, um, I think it's a one-year. I think it could be a one-year deal. Yeah, I don't think it should be more than one year. I, I just Cause I don't think Dane will be ready by then. But we talked. We we've had this conversation with the veto thing. Was if we re-sign veto, right? And then what happens to St. Clair? Right. Well, so if we sign Joe Hart, what happens to St. Clair if he's here for more than a year? And and that's something that we have talked about. But I really don't think that Joe Hart would only be here for a year. I really think they'll try to they'll try to feed. Because look, they were trying to they're trying to get that from Vito too. Yeah, they were. So I I think. If they would sign someone like Joe Hart, they would try to keep him. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a good thing. So, but moving forward, if they do sign a guy like Joe Hart, they're going to have to loan out St. Clair to someone. I, I think they they have to would have to. Yeah, you have to give them you have to give them experience somewhere. Yeah, because and it's not going to come. I, I don't think it can come from a, a USL one. They need to do championship. He needs to get. He needs to get minutes regardless, but I think he needs to get minutes at a level right below MLS. Yeah, he does. We can't let him stagnate on the bench anymore. Yeah. So, man. Yeah, there's that. There's, it's it's all these But again, this is all rumors. It's all rumors. And of course, there's uh, just yesterday, and it's picked up speed now. Uh, You've got AC Milan interested in Joe Hart. Really? I mean,. Minnesota United's not going to beat out AC Milan. Why would they be, they be in veto? That's a valid question. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, wouldn't you want veto instead of Joe Hart? Maybe, maybe uh, Amos McGee should be on the phone with whoever his counterpart is in Milan yeah. saying, Luigi, hello, you've got an Italian that yeah, hey, is a guy right looking here. for a job yeah. in Italy. Goalkeeper of the year, MLS, yeah. 2019. Yeah. Well, I mean, you we're going to miss him. We're going to miss Minone. I mean, oh, yeah. there, there was games, there was a handful of games that, you know, you could point to Minone and says, well, there was more than a handful where he was the man of the match. But there was a handful of games where I'm gonna, he think maybe was the reason they came away okay, with the result. I'm going to miss him a little more than you guys. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's the only Italian on the team. Now I don't That's have Italian true. anymore. You're now <laughs> ostracized. I'm, I'm ostracized. Again. <laughs> but you're, you still have that finish. Yeah. I don't care. The Finns are, you know, they don't do anything to me. Lude? Uh, not in him yet. You, you never know. He, he, might, know he might pan out. We, we, we don't know. Um, if they play him in the right spot. <laughs> so we have another rumor to talk about. And so that there, is there's another rumor. Uh, Amar- 
really? Luis Amaria. Amaria. Yes. Uh, he is from Paraguay. Um, scored 19 goals in 24 20... games. 24. Yes, 24 yes. games. Yeah. Uh, honestly, he's he's a bit of a decent commodity. Colo-Colo uh, FC came in at the last second and uh, apparently offered a counteroffer. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the status of that. We don't, because uh, when you go on Twitter, it's, it's all, all these it's all these Spanish speakers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's and all it, weird stuff. And I have to I have to thank Mark Frankmeyer. Yes, yes, he's done because, a great job. My God, he he is he's all about the rumors, transfer rumors. And it, he loves to translate all these articles yeah. from Google. And it, the translations are just outrageous. They're just crazy, right? And I, I told him, I think it was yesterday or Thursday, that I'm like, these rumors are great just for the, just for following the translations and reading them. Because well, the one like it's it's daybreak and so and so and so and so has and then he's talking it. It's yeah. just weird, like convoluted conversation. I'm like, what the hell? I, is this? I, yeah, I think when yeah. we I think when they signed Chacon, I you know I went use you know I use Google cut and paste use Google Translate yeah. you know to try and translate some of these things and it works, but it doesn't work. It's not 100. No, percent It's great technology, but it's not. Uh, you get a little bit lost in translation. So it's yeah, weird. and you know he's 24. So that this, this is a big yeah. thing about him. He's 24. He's a forward. Um, Area the, the rumor initially was that it's the offer is X amount of money, the year loan with an option. Yeah, which I I think you gotta you gotta do options. And he plays he plays at Colombia, right? He, no, he's in Paraguay. He oh, plays for a Paraguayan team. He's from Paraguay originally, but he's actually he's on loan. From an Argentine, yeah, Argentina, yeah. The team in Argentina is not um, the biggest team. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's not, it doesn't ring doesn't sound too familiar to me. It's Valais Sarsfield. Yeah, Sarsfield. Sorry, well, it's not Boca Juniors. No, 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 no. But it's a team in that division. I think. Yeah, I, I know nothing about Argentines. Football, well, Dave so, does. Um, He's been there for business. Yes, yes, yes. Sc- but I didn't scout that. You were team. scouting. I'm, yeah, I've been down there. We but, said that uh, on the podcast. You were scouting. Yeah, fill himself with Argentine wine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they they are in the pr- Primera Division. So they're, they're, yeah. they are in the top level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it, this guy's <laughs> probably a good sign. Yeah, I, if I hope he they if get he pans him. up. I hope they get. Uh, and I would suspect being. Now, basically mid mid January, um, with uh, you know, with dates of the season starting and coming up, I would think if he's if his deal is going to pan out, we're going to learn about it very soon, like in the next week. By the next podcast, yeah. I, I I went out on a limb on Twitter and said that we would learn of two signings within the next three weeks and that was last week okay. so they better well, better follow through on yeah, that we need more news for yeah, our anniversary party he's uh, right. yeah he's still he's got two years left on his Argentine contract so so that doesn't necessarily change anything regarding a loan but. so obviously we've been talking about this all we have to talk about are rumors other yes. than a goalkeeper from Sorry. last year Sorry. and so you can about imagine how Minnesota United supporters uh, in a very quiet year, yeah, could be happening. And of course, Twitter is the best place to go to gauge yeah. the overall fan base's opinions of how things are going. It's crazy on there. Yeah. So, um, I thought I would. 
take some screenshots <laughs> of Twitter. <laughs> and um, you want to go here? I mean, this could be this could be nasty. Just kind of go out and uh, let's see. So Grant, I'm not going to give their Twitter handles. Okay, good idea. Um, he's actually he actually says that he's typically stubbornly optimistic, but I have to say that definitely confused, concerned by the lack of signings so far. Everybody has large holes. Everybody is. Yes. And uh, in a DP spot. I think that's probably a pretty pretty tame response. Um, so then Dan. One? Dan. Dan listens to our podcast. You're calling out, you're, you're specifically <laughs> calling out people. He's a listener? Um, he, he is. Okay. Uh, he, he said... MNUFC makes no major signings to shore gaps and only makes some small moves. Chacon, Lude, and Dane St. Clair impress and play well above expectations. Minnesota United just makes playoffs again, lose in playoffs, front office learns nothing, repeat again in 2021. Yeah. I mean, that's I was, I was, that's expected. Dan's a listener, right? Yes. Yeah. And it, I, I mean, mean, that's expectable. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I can see them actually doing that. I don't. I mean, it's I a hope bit. Not. It's a bit optimistic. I think if that if they don't make any moves okay. and they expect players well, like Chacon yeah. to step up because yeah. I mean yes, Minnesota United has a strong back line, obviously yeah. a hole in goalkeeper, but they have a strong back line, a basis of a midfield. But yeah, they're you know missing some significant well, pieces, and they're ho- that's hoping for a lot. And Chacon's yeah. Instagram game is great, but his on-field game we don't know yet. Exactly. So Instagram yes. good, on-field. on-field. We don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll do one more. Um, East Coast Dark Clouds said, uh, panic levels seem pretty low. Have we all just become numb to the world's chaos? <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I don't know. Now I'll say, you know, I'll say this. And I don't know if I brought this up to you guys. After last year's off-season, like, going through it, just like the bam, bam, bam signing, 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 right. signing. I think we've. I think a lot of people come to expect some big signings this offseason, right? Right. And from my point of view, it's, yeah, I'd love to have a signing, but we signed a bunch of talent last offseason. So yeah, right. you, again, you got to expect it's going to be a little. It's going to be a little yeah. different, and that's that kind of that was kind of that was my point that I kind of made earlier in the podcast mm-hmm. is exactly that. I mean, they're not in the same position. I mean, no. they have a much stronger team this year. Yes, they do. Yeah. There's there's positions of need, but it's nowhere near kind of yeah. what it was last year. No, without those moves, five or six significant moves that they made prior to 2019, they would have made the playoffs. And again, I think we're talking more this year about depth. We're not talking right. about talent. And, and I should actually, I got to do one more. Because is, it, is it Corey's? No. Oh. The, the Twitter handle is Nimbus, so Corey knows who this is. Um, he said, anyone else actually hella excited for MNUFC season? I got Rather than panic, I'm just here to have a fucking blast with my friends and see what we can do. I yeah, love it. I, love I it. like that one. We I love went it. complete 180 I like that one. with him. I love and, it. I'm a huge uh, fan. Drew definitely... Uh, I mean, I think I think he nailed, for the most part, my yeah. opinion of the offseason. I, honestly, I think the, the East Coast Dark Clouds lack of panic being bad is too much. I, I just don't think it's maybe we're a little complacent. Well, it's not, the, but, you know, panic's not digital. I mean, on a scale here. Yeah. I mean, what's your what's your panic level? I'm at a five right now. 
You're not. I'm not. So one out of ten. One out of ten. I'm a five. Yeah, I mean, I think with Supercraft just happening, if we don't sign someone in the next week, yeah. I'm probably gonna go from a four to a six. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. I'm not too worried. I mean, we, we, we all talk about, oh, they haven't done anything yet. But the fact of the matter is, we still have the talent on the team. Right. We, right. we lost some talent, yes. But we still have a lot of talent on this team. Untapped talent. Potential. Okay, so Potential. sorry. i got to do one more. Oh, oh okay. let's, do, let's do four more. Um, <laughs> four more? Jeez. So, uh, Dank Clouds. Oh, the Dank Clouds. Uh, they had a mem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it just says, so we keep waiting, waiting, hashtag MNUFC. And they have a picture of Homer Simpson at his workstation. Homer Simpson is MNUFC. Um, all his coworkers are standing behind him, and they're MNUFC Twitter. Yes. And it says, get ready, everybody. He's about to do something stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. I mean, props. Props, props for that. I, a, I think that's pretty good. Okay. So, so, with that said, it's not that we haven't signed anyone other than a goalkeeper. We have signed somebody. We have signed someone. Yeah. Yes, yes. Not a player. Not a player, no. But not anymore. True. Yeah, he used he to was. play. He, he was, was a player. player. Well, I mean, let's let's not forget, I mean, the acquisition we made earlier in the year to get Marlon uh, Harrison. Well, that's true, That, was a, that was a big move. Yeah, Granted, we had to lose Darwin Quintero. Yeah, but in the second-round draft pick. Yes, yes. But we have officially signed someone. We have. And yes. let me tell you, Twitter was glorious yesterday. Yeah, it was. It was. Who wants to announce it? Who wants to announce it? I'll announce it. Uh, we signed Adrian Heath to an extension. Yes. Right? Through uh, 2021. Correct. Yes. With an option. With an option, right? Club option, I mean. Club option. Yep. Which, okay, let me just say this. It makes sense. Of course. Because we went to the playoffs last year, okay? Okay. Well, let's keep him on, see what he can do. Now he's got an expanded role. Sure. Let's see what he can yeah. do, right? I don't and, get the whole Twitter theory about him and just, staying and, on. And just I for don't. my benefit and maybe listeners' benefit, uh, was, was he, Heath was under contract for 2020 this coming into this yeah. year. Yes, exactly. yeah. He had one more like year. He, yeah. yeah. So they extended him one year with a club option. So that's that's heavily in the club's favor. So really they gave him one year. But what does that tell right. you? What does, it tells well, you that it, it, they're cool with him for this year and the following year to see what he can do with signings this year his and role. next yeah. year. His new... And then there's a club option, which right. tells you if he sucks, well, right. bye-bye. I mean, if there's anybody out there that tells me they're surprised by that move, then I, I don't know if I believe them because it's it's fairly standard. Uh, he made the playoffs. He, yeah. he had a successful year. Right. Uh, it's just essentially you're rewarding him with one more year. Why would you go into this year with him on his final contract, especially if... They do something great this year, right? You don't want to take that chance, exactly. Right? I mean, I mean, you know, if he all of a sudden took us to MLS Cup final, yeah, and we didn't have him locked down, <laughs> yeah, really? he could become a commodity. Exactly. Right. He could because leave MLS altogether. There's never still know. that thing hanging over him of Orlando shit the bed and didn't let him actually. Complete his job. That's right. So no one really knows what he is yeah. in MLS because Orlando let him go. Mm-hmm. So, sure, without a doubt, 
2017 and 2018 will go down as two of the worst <laughs> MLS seasons of any team 71. in the let's history not, of the league. Let's not talk about those things. But well, I mean, who? What? Uh, what? Um, we don't, Cincinnati made a run on that well, last yeah, year. Well, yeah, Cincinnati really helped. But we don't know how much was his fault. Well, we just don't. You can speculate all you want. You're signing but, for potential. Right, and so. This makes sense. Yeah, it it does. does. And, of course, yesterday, I as soon as, within 20 minutes of Jeff Reuter posting the yes. announcement, I immediately trolled Twitter. And I Whoa. wish our Twitter page was more popular because, <laughs> I mean, I just knew what was going to happen. And it was a picture of uh, – it was a video gif. Yeah. Of uh, Hagrid's hut burning, and it's saying "Let it all burn." Yeah, something like that. And because I knew that's what was going to happen. I mean, and Twitter did not did not you know disappoint whatsoever. Oh, it's not surprising. And yeah. so I got to. Re- I have to read some. Oh, go ahead. I mean, so uh, Mark Frangmeyer, who I hey, Mark Frangmeyer, yeah. who I literally just thanked. It said, who in the hell gives someone increased job responsibility and then extends their contract before they even demonstrate? That they are capable of handling the increased job responsibility. Honestly, it's a fair point. It is. Okay. I, I'm not going to argue. Well, and I would say to Mark that this happens in sports all the time. Right. You lock guys up to see what they can do after they had a great season. You lock them up to see what they can do in the next two or three seasons for cheaper. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen in that season that they're going to walk that right, walk here. Right. The, I think we'd be having a much different conversation if if the ownership of Minnesota United say extended Heath four years or three years, something like that. That's uh, that's a totally different. Right. Thing. Let's go out of soccer for just a second here. Sure. Vikings are playing today. Kirk Cousins is last year of his contract, right? Right. Well, next year's last year's contract. If he does great today, guess what's going to happen? They're going to extend him. Correct. And you know why? It's because they want to make sure they have him locked up. So in his walk year, if they win the Super Bowl, he's not getting $35 million from another team. Right. That's what's got to happen. Exactly. Who's, by the way, whose beer is that? So this is um, a new one that they are launching. releasing next week. Oh, so, yeah, thanks to Heavy Oh, hazy IPA. Hazy IPA. Oh, we'll have so something that happened. Not even. Uh, not even. Yeah. On so here we've got uh, MP. I don't know who that is. Uh, I guess Brew to Craft is his official handle. Okay. Um, he actually says it's a new three-year plan, more control for Heath. I don't see it as a bad thing, to be honest. No. He has increased role, so so you have to give him some time to make it work out. I, I agree. He was the tame one of the collection that I took. Well, again, it's so he gets it, so he doesn't have to worry about things the next two years. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm fine with people being critical of Heath. That's fine. Uh, everybody has their own opinion, but I I will say this for the Heath haters that would like to see Heath out sooner or later. What won't you? Won't these people miss like his bluntness? Miss him speaking at halftime and his post game conferences? I mean, that's one of the things like. You know, I'll miss his. I'll miss his. Yeah, his bluntness. I'll miss his. Does he have wine with the? Uh, yes, Pinot wine, Grigio. Pinot Grigio with the other coaches. Thank yep. you, Corey. Yep. I mean, there's, I mean, come and, on. You know, in his English roots, there, there's a lot of things I would miss. You know, and that's all off the field yeah. stuff. But so I'm making light of it. But uh, yeah, I'll miss know, his he's a character. I'll miss his halftime chants on Fox Sports North. Of, yeah, we played like shit, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I appreciate that. I really yeah, appreciate I like that. that. Yeah. 
You know, you know, you know what exactly what he's thinking. He's not going to hold back. He's not. He's not. He'll call people out. He'll call players out. He'll mm-hmm. he'll say what's on his mind. And I think that's kind of refreshing, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. So here's one for our Timberwolves fans. Oh, Timberwolves fans, yes. Um, We're doing Mark, t- Mark Fangmeyer again. Again. Um, he said Chris Wright is running MNUFC like the Timberwolves. Oh, that's a. That's a diss. And he even he even added Chris Wright. He did? Yeah. Oh, that's a diss. Well, see, you, you don't, you know, it's a shame, you know, you don't you don't want to have to lump in Minnesota United with the, the history. It, I'll say Minnesota United's MLS uh, history. You don't want to lump them in with the, please, what we always please say, don't. reference to the Minnesota sports uh, Please don't, don't even lump. Yeah. They're not Dave, there yet. They're you not and there I yet. remember the early days of Timberwolves. Even coming into the Kevin Garnett era, we're never going to lump. We should never lump this team with them. I, well, I'm just saying Minnesota sports in general. The I'm old, saying Timberwolves in general. I don't even right. go there. We better stop this cross sport talk. Keep, keep it to the loons. So here. I'll end with one more. Go ahead. Corey. Corey, it's all. Said he was okay with this. I am. He's okay the with most it. complacent. Boring response. Did he say I'm okay Twitter. with it? That's exactly no what I gifts, said. no yeah. memes, no nothing. No, very I'm nice. okay it with it. It was just fine. That's very, a, nice. very nice. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm okay with it. I just don't well, have okay a. Yeah. I don't have a feeling either way. That's and that's a fair. Fine. It's honestly a fair response because quite he was under contract for this year. You know, yeah. I mean, if all he did was extend him one more year, it's really not a big splash. It's not a shock. It's not a surprise. It shouldn't be to anybody. I think just based on the fact that they oh. they they made the playoffs. I mean, do you, does anyone think that we would have just changed gears after three years and hire somebody completely different? It would be insane. Well, some people want that, right? But I don't want that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there was you know specific things throughout the year that made me kind of question his. His tactics, well, really, the or end his of player the selection. Um, so there's a, a little bit of that that I still, I'm not convinced, but I think at this point, he he's always sucked at substitutions, mm-hmm, always. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously he he allows his maybe personal issues with players to yes. impact his yeah. decisions, yes. which maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing, but, but it's. Maybe not a good thing. Either. But I think you see that a lot in Europe. Oh yeah, I think you see it very much in Europe, where guys and it, have problems and yeah. You know. And I think there's a there's a benefit to telling money players to sit down and shut up, mm-hmm. which you don't see that in the United States. In the United States sports, you do not see it at all. Right. So I, it could be a good, it could be bad. Reality is, I, I'm completely on Corey's page. I, I am too. If if it was a one to ten, one I hate it, ten I love it. It's a five. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yep. It's continuity. Yeah. It wasn't make. It wasn't enough to make you go on Twitter and just blow up and no. Right. No. Okay. These. No. That's that's what we were saying. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it was enough to make me go on Twitter and read everything. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> because, because, you, because as it's soon as it fantastic. happened, you were like, I got to troll this. Show. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even. All of a sudden, I saw it. I saw the tweet, and I was like, "Oh, this is only 20 minutes ago." And I kind of scrolled through some stuff. I saw nothing, and I was like, "Okay." Switched over to my switched over to the podcast account and trolled it because I was trolled like, "This it. has got to happen." It's going to be. There's fantastic. a gif of a cat on the laptop going like this. Pause. I thought that was you. Yes. <laughs> I, I quit working in a very important juncture of my day to do that. 
It was it was imperative. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get out of the Loonstalk stuff. We're gonna, let's go to break, guys. Yes. Uh, so after the break, we have a couple funny stories to talk about. Uh, David has a story about some insurance issues with his kitchen. Almost insurance. Almost insurance. Yeah. And we have a funny story about a goat and a carjack. Yes. Wow. Oh, I remember that one. I, you're going to want to you want to listen to this one. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back wait, in a couple minutes from the Headfire Brewing. Just before you do that, yeah, what, what was your? I don't. I want to tease this a little bit. Was yeah. your insurance? Is it something about insurance in your kitchen? Was your insurance agent drunk and did he come into your kitchen and cook you breakfast? <laughs> he didn't clean either. No, or but clean. it did involve having alcohol. Okay, I can't uh, wait. I can't uh, wait. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back from Headfire Brewing in just a couple minutes. All right. <laughs> Um, it's got a little crowd in here because the Vikings game is about to start, and I don't know. It's it's not for another hour, hour, hour and twenty minutes. We got a lot of Vikings fans here. Though. I can but see it's already pre, filled. Pre game is in, going on. Pre game is in full here. force here right now. It's filling so up. So it's great. Uh, Connor had to leave us. He's gone. He had to watch the Vikings game. I think that's what he says. Yeah. So uh, he's out. Waste <laughs> um, three hours. But we got some new beers to try. Uh, David, what did you get? So I, I had gotten the. Uh, the Dream Sickle. Oh. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm almost done with it now. Nice. I mean, it's shake IPA. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it tastes that, like yeah. a Dream Sickle. Mm-hmm. Can't. Mm. Yeah. And Dave, you got the yeah, not uh, to Stranger be, in the Alps. Yeah, not to be too boring, but that's what David had earlier to start the podcast. Boring. And I figured my second one should be kind of, you know, it's a you know, it's a little, it's not as strong, and uh, but it is good. Like you said, it's, uh, yeah, it's as solid. far as lagers go, it's pretty unique. I got the uh, Hawaiian Soap, which is a pineapple pale ale. A little bit of pineapple and a pale ale. Can't go wrong with that. Right. And Sean gave us a beer all to try that is not yes. even out yet. Right. Like, a, is it a hazy? Is it a hazy IPA? Yeah. Yep. No name. It's not. At it's least not he didn't yet. tell us a name yet. But no. We all tried it. It's fantastic. Probably. Yeah. So when that I comes mean, out, that's whatever it's going to be. Yes. yes. That's try it. Try that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, out of the whole soccer, we talked about soccer in the first half. We're done with that. David, you had a little bit of an experience with some insurance in your kitchen. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll try not to be too winded. Okay. But we've always had electric ranges in our house. Okay. No, ga- and, no gas. It's right. electric. And, and finally, this past spring, we're like, okay... Our range is a little weird. When we need a new one, we're going to get gas. Yeah, of course. So we finally got gas. Late summer, fall. And it honestly, it's been a you know a little bit of learning curve, you know, yeah. just getting used to how things work. And it, I, I passed that. But so last night I was I was cooking some steaks. Oh, yeah? And so I, I had the heat way up, and I was searing them. Both sides. Got, got, the, go. got it seared. Yeah. Turned the heat down to get ready to, you know, cook them through. And it, 
anyone that knows me and has listened to this podcast knows I like bourbon. Yes, we all know this. I do not cook a steak without bourbon. Oh. So, I'd grab the bottle of Buffalo Trace. Okay. Interestingly enough, considering they use that here. Right. And it, I go and I pour it into the pan. Uh-huh. Apparently, the pan was still a little hot. Uh-huh. And so, it, it steamed up. Oh. Obviously. And it, I pull away, but I didn't tip the bottle back up. So the whiskey comes out into the range top, which is gas, which has flames. And all of a sudden, it's just whoosh. And there are flames everywhere. And all I can think of is... We have a one-year-old and our sink, under the sink cabinet that has the fire extinguisher is locked up. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what in the hell? Because these flames, I mean, they literally passed the hood. They went up into the cabinets. And I'm just staring at them like, what What the hell? (laughs) And so all I could think of was, I'll I'll just take a deep breath and blow on it. (laughs) Right? I mean, what what else can I do? So I take a deep breath and blow, <laughs> and it, before it extinguishes, oh. because obviously it's alcohol is going to burn yeah. off anyway, it just whoosh all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, all I can feel is heat. Yeah. And it, everything's gone. I'm like, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. So I go and pour more bourbon into the paint because yeah why not why not what are you doing it's gone by this point what are you doing and of course me being stupid i poured it too close to the edge it trickles (laughs) it trickles down back into the paint you know into the stovetop and it does it all over again (laughs) luckily it was just you know a little bit the second time but i just stood back and i was like good god we wanted a new kitchen. Yeah. We almost got a new kitchen. Yeah, you did. Of course, we almost got a new house. Yeah. But. So, was there any, like, lasting damage, or was it just Surprisingly, no. There's a little soot on the, on the yeah. hood, but Sarah came home, and I was still kind of like, yikes. Shaking. And she's like, what? And I told her, and she was pissed. Of course and I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not that funny. And you still have your eyebrows. Yes. That's good. Yeah. It's not that funny, but at the time, I bet it was hilarious. <laughs> because all you would have seen if you were standing in our dining room would have been me blowing on a fire <laughs> to yes. try to put it out. Add oxygen to a fire. That, drink- that's one no. way to do it. Were you drinking bourbon at the time, though? I wasn't, but I was drinking beer. Oh, so it wasn't one for me, well, one for God, you. Well, thank God, because you're, you're drinking bourbon and you're blowing on it. There's right, yeah. more alcohol going <laughs> yeah. in there. What, uh, well, I, I'm dying to know how the, how the steaks turned out. Okay. Uh, they turned out quite well. Yeah. 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 Good. I mean, well by good, not good by thing. temperature. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty good. Good Lord, man. Yeah. You almost burned your house down. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. It, it, it's an exciting story. So this is last night. That, this is last night, yeah. So you almost miss you for another podcast. Yeah, because had Sarah been home, yeah. I would be dead. With, do yeah. we have to put you on, like, 
Sterling watch before podcast now, or what? I might have to. Without uh, getting without getting into too much detail, like a couple years ago, I don't cook a lot. I, I like to cook, but I just don't do it. Well, you don't have any in your house, right? I, so I don't cook a lot. But uh, a couple years ago, I, I just really got in a scallops kick. So I wanted to oh, yeah, I wanted to make yeah. some pan seared scallops, and of course, like you're saying, you, you know, like a good steak, you got to really you want to sear, you want to get it really yeah. hot, sear the scallops on both sides. They don't take long to cook, but. I have ordered scallops many times in restaurants, but this was the first time I attempted to cook them on my own. Yeah. That's brave. What I did, yes, it was. What I didn't look into, and I thought it was a whole big project. I was proud of myself, whatever. But what I didn't look into was the, the I guess you'd call it maybe the smoke point of oils. So oh, yeah. what I have sitting next to my oven is olive oil. It's yeah. great. I love yeah. olive oil. That's what I decided I would use olive oil and a little butter and sure. use that. Sure. However, what I did looking what I didn't realize is the smoke point on that olive oil is so low. So I tur- I have an electric range and a flat surface range, but I turned up I turned up the temperature to high to maximum so I could sear these scallops to start. And so I had a bunch of olive oil in the pan and guess what? It wasn't there was no flames involved. Right, yeah. But boy, oh boy, I and I don't have a mass I don't have a very big townhouse. No, you don't. But I smoked that place out completely. <laughs> I had and it was in the middle of the winter. It was in the middle of winter. So I had to open my front door, I had to open my patio door, God. like all these windows and smoke is just billowing out of my, There was no flames, there was no fire but it was billowing out of my townhouse yeah i, I smoke alarms that. going off beep beep, beep. Mm, it was yes. just so olive annoying. oil is tough to cook with so i way. should use something like uh canola oil or something yeah. like that I've, yeah probably i've learned from my mistakes yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on from your funniness last night yeah the little funniest from a couple days ago yes now the preface this Sterling said this to us this, this week I think oh, so. Oh, text yeah. message. Yeah. It was last week. Last week? Yeah. We both read it. We all read it. And yeah. it is hilarious. We had to bring it up in this podcast because it is craziness to the extreme. You know, I feel like a lot of people probably listen to us yeah. and think, yeah, that's not that funny. Because I think we have a very weird sense of humor. I thought this was hilarious. This is, this is hilarity to the, to the extent of a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the guy dying from sex. and Right. That was fun. This, 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 is, this is on point with that. Yes, okay? it is. So, the headline is, Oklahoma man on meth steals a car from porn video store with goat and guy inside. Drives through three states, leads cops on low-speed chase. That is your that is your headline. Yeah, yes. and, and a good uh, opening comment from like New York Daily News. He had a need for speed. He did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, referencing to the fact that he was on methamphetamine when he when he uh, did this uh, little. So, Brandon Kirby, he's forty years old, stole a pickup truck that was parked in an adult video store in Carthage, Missouri. The car had two passengers, one man asleep, right. and the man's goat. Right. So he was sleeping, he had a goat in the car with him. Yeah. He was chilling in the bed, he, they said it was chilling in the bed of the truck. Right. But Kirby didn't wake up. Right? I, they don't mention if the goat was in the store earlier or not, but he, no, at he the time he was in the, the back bed of the pickup. So not in the cab. So, Honest mistake, really. In uh, so this is Missouri now. When when he we sold the truck, he got to uh, Creek County, Oklahoma, 
Kirby decided having company was overrated and dropped the man and the goat on the side of the road. This proved to be a mistake as the man called 911. Right. Oklahoma police then contacted OnStar, which remotely slowed the stolen truck so it was traveling about 50 miles per hour. But Kirby refused to give up, even after driving over a spike strip that flattened the vehicle's tires. Eventually, police ended the low-speed pursuit by forcing Kirby out the road into a ditch in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, just more than seven miles west of Tulsa. Kirby was arrested after a short foot chase when cops found him attempting to hide in some tall grass like a fourth grader playing hide-and-go-seek. <laughs> of course, this guy has a lengthy criminal history and was recently released from prison. Uh, at the time is right, he's wanted for burglary charges, and uh, that's about it. It just goes so, to show, I mean, it could happen to anybody. You know, you just... so there's, but there's a lot of... A lot of things to this story, right? I mean, I, I'm going to start off immediately. Yeah. And maybe this is jumping ahead a little bit, but the very first thing that I thought of was why did the person in the porn store not call 911? Well, remember my text message, okay? When I texted you guys about this, what did I say? I, I don't said, remember. The guy, wherever it was when the porn shop, maybe they had video boost, maybe he's in there for a long time. We don't know. But we don't know. But still, your your truck disappears. Yeah. I mean, it's half the went in there. The, these towns aren't close together. I mean, they're not far apart, but they're not close together. So, that's a long time in that adult video shop. Maybe he went in there, maybe he was in there for like five minutes before it got sold. But, that you just like you just leave, you just leave a dude sleeping in your truck? And the goat. And the goat. Sleeping in your truck while you go into a porn shop? But there's people in there. Was the guy unconscious? No, he's sleeping. No, he's just sleeping. And so this wasn't the guy in the porn shop? No. We don't know if it's a guy in the porn shop. Oh, yeah. It's true. We, we just know some. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. It's the guy sleeping in his truck, the guy that owns the truck. Could have been. Could have been. Uh, yeah. Could be. That's true. Could have been. I, mean, I a suppose. a night at the porn store. That's a good point. Exactly. They, they, they don't clarify yeah. that. <laughs> With this goat. I, I'm concerned more about the goat. Yeah. I mean, goats are, are unique pets. So... Who brings the goat to a porn store anyway? Well, that, that was kind of my first question. Like, but, but if it's true, it's southern it's, Missouri. It's Missouri. Like <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, a goat, right? So, you leave, you leave the goat at home, right? Like a dog. You leave the dog at home. But, not everybody. Really? Well, not this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot of people take their dogs with them. So, here's my thought it's like, we're going to the porn store. Let's bring the goat with us. Yeah, but Tony, when you go to the porn store, do you bring your goat with you or your dog? Well, I, I, you, I don't have a or goat. for that but matter. Bring, but do you bring your dog with you when you go to the porn store? Or bring your friend with you? Well, I, would, I wouldn't bring a friend with me either. What if I you just saw it well, outside of the porn store? Oh, like, oh, oh, sure. Well, like, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, there's the, there's the porn store. That's, oh, I got stop there. And that's why and he's like, take a nap. His buddy was sleeping in the uh, car. There you go. Big Butts 13 just came out on DVD. I gotta buy that. <laughs> yeah? 
I don't know what his thinking was. So, well, an- another question that crosses my mind is, OnStar slowed the truck down. Why didn't it just stop it? That's my, that's my question, too. They can stop those trucks. Why, why lead everyone on a very low-speed well, chase? And why let them go through spike strips, link it out, and go hide in tall grass? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I, th- I think the, I think the, the key th- t- takeaway is basically if, if you're going to be on, like, crystal meth, I don't think you should be out and about, like, going to... Running errands, obviously. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you'd be much, you'd be much better off staying at home. I think when you when you take hey, your kids, crystal meth, don't go out when you're on crystal meth. Don't go out in public. I mean, I guess actually the bigger takeaway should be don't take crystal meth. But let's, well, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be high and hey, like, telling people what to do. To yeah. each their own. If they right. want to take meth, right. let them take meth. Avoid yeah. trips to. I mean, avoid errands and trips to the porn store when you're on meth. <laughs> Maybe he was walking it off. He probably was, and saw the truck. That was available. He's like, I need to get ride. I, I'd be you know? interested in his criminal past. Yeah. Well, is, is he's car a thievery? He's a burglar. That's what I said. So car thievery is in his past. I don't know. Maybe? What is that? He's a burglar I mean, guy, though. So I mean, he likes to steal stuff. So. And it, actually, here, here's another question. I just thought of this. If the truck had OnStar, yeah. it's relatively new. Yeah. He could. The keys must have been in it. Because he wouldn't have never been able to hotwire it. Or, if there's a key fob from the guy and the guy sleeping in the truck, that would start the truck. So maybe the guy sleeping was the driver. Could have been, yes. And he was driving his friend to the porn shop. Could have been, yes. With his goat. With his goat. Or his friend's goat, isn't it? Or his friend's goat. And maybe the porn shop doesn't allow goats. Well, I don't. I don't think first shots love goats. I would think. Blow up goats, yes. Real goats, no. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wait. 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 There's, there's such a thing as a blow up goat. Yes. Oh. I, I would suspect there is. There is. We actually bought. Five years ago. You bought a blow-up goat? No kidding. I mean, go back. This, this story is a very interesting years ago, term. The boss of my work was getting married. They bought him a stripper uh, pole and a blow-up goat for his office. He was not happy when he came in that day. I bet not. I wonder why. Was it so? Was it one of those stripper poles that you screwed in the ceiling? Yeah. Or? Did they screw it to the ceiling? No. Oh. He, he was in, He wasn't going to do anything with it. It was cheap. Yeah. The blow goat, though. Was, I would suspect a stripper pole would be pretty cheap. Yeah. It's just a piece of metal. I don't think he was upset about the stripper pole. The goat the blow was. Goat. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was not. Cool. I, I could see that. Yeah, it was not. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I agreed to be involved in that, but I did. Yeah. Peer pressure. There was like 10 of us, so yeah. Yeah. But we don't know all the, like, how they got from the porn store. Right. Why there was a goat. Right. Why did it shut down all stuff? Right. Well, there's a lot of things that are missing in this story. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like, obviously, the guy had to be inebriated that was sleeping. Yeah. Because... Well, yeah. I think if my vehicle started moving, yeah. 
I'd probably wake up. I don't know. If you're very sleepy, maybe not. And it, so did the did the meth addict, I'm assuming, uh, expel the passenger after he woke up? Or did he expel him after he got tired of him? I get a feeling that the passenger was snoring. And he got tired. And he's like, well, screw this shit. I ain't doing this. Right. And then so probably at that point, he got to get out. a goat. And if you wake up, you're like, there's a guy here. And it's like, okay, I'll get out of the car. And the goat came with. Right. So it must be the guy. It must be his goat. It, it's probably it. It's got to Can you imagine being left on the side of the road with a goat? Like, no. did he hold? No. Did he have a leash? Well... I don't know. It's another thing in the story. We don't know about the ramifications of you know, that road. I mean, I mean, probably a leaf. Goats, goats are pretty docile. It's no big deal. I mean, they're just they're chill, very chill. They're not as friendly as dogs, but they're you know they're nice. And... I I actually have a friend from high school whose parents had pet goats. Pet goats. I, I mean, they were like those piggy goats. Yeah. And they kept him in a enclosure. And again, we don't know the size of the goat either. Maybe a pygmy goat. And most goats aren't very big. Like I, I'm not an expert for, at all. But one of my first jobs actually was a volunteer position at the Minnesota Zoo. I worked in the children's petting zoo, so I basically picked up. I worked in the. There was a bunch of goats walking around, and I, my job was to pick up after them. If you know what I mean, like. So goats are, you know, they're cool. They're chill. They're chill. So, so you worked at the farm? I worked in the children's zoo farm. Yeah. yeah. I've been there a few times. Yeah. yeah. With my kids. With your, well, the yourself. great thing was on my breaks, I could go and sit down and watch the bird show that, you know, happened all the time. Yeah, it, was, it was a good volunteer position. I think I was 14 maybe when I was doing that. Before, I wasn't getting paid. I know that. So let's get out of the funny stories, guys. Let's wrap this up because... It's actually packed in here right now. It is. Yeah. And we've got a prime seat. We do. I've seen people like staring at us like, when the fuck are you guys going to yeah, stop? That whole table behind you yeah. is staring at us. Well, oh, maybe we're going to stay and watch the game. I mean, and it's only football, but, you know. So, before we go, we talked about before, two weeks from now, LA Brewing Company, our 50th episode. Right. Which is nuts because most podcasts don't make it past like seven. Yeah, um, we made it to fifty. Fifty, especially the fact that we do it every other week. Fifty—that's yeah. a—that's a, that's two years. That's crazy. That's two years. So yeah. I think um, I'm really excited. I think it's one of we could have chosen a few of our favorite spots, but I think I'm really oh, excited to be back at Alloy. Yeah, Alloy. Yeah. Uh, Day of the Beer Tender is going to be on. He's our favorite guest. One of our favorite guests of all. I remember our first one. We did it out on their patio in the summer. Yeah. Summer last year. That, I yeah. just loved doing it then at that one. And then we came back. Was it later in the year? Yes, towards yeah. the end of the year. We had been there for like a year. Yeah, yeah. It, both times were great. I can't wait to go back. So that podcast, hopefully, we got some other things to talk about. The loons, right? From signing, it's a safe bet. We will. I, I think we will. Yeah. At I least, so at least yeah. one or two. Well, training camp all started. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. right. Training right. camp starts a uh, week from Monday. This coming Monday, the twentieth. So we got that to talk about. We'll reminisce about our history of our podcast. I mean, fifty episodes is nothing to sneeze at. No, no, it's crazy. Um, but uh, that's what we're doing next in two weeks from now. Right. Uh, you guys are in this. What else you want to talk about? Here we go. Uh, 
No. No? No, I'm good. It was a good episode. I'm glad to be here at Head Flyers. It was awesome. I'm glad we had uh, Sterling back for this yes. one. Yes. Yeah. It would have been last time. I have a feeling it might have been tough trying to do it on an iPhone today, especially with oh, our yes. guests. Yeah. 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 This would have been bad. Yeah. And this did not go without a hitch. Yeah, People we have won't know it. We have problems. But we, we did have a problem. We persevered. Um, I do want to say I've got one more thing. Ooh, can't wait. I should bring this up right now. We are on BGN Network. That's BGN.FM. We have a new Minnesota Podcast Network. Yes. Which one is that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The big one. That has literally everything in Minnesota. Podcast You keep talking and I'll find it. Podcast MN. Well, in the meantime, let's just invite people to give us a like on Instagram or, or Twitter, especially. Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Yeah. Face- awesome. Face- yeah. Facebook is nice because you can see, like, for example, yeah. our 50th episode extravaganza. You can it, see that event on Facebook. It's Pod MN app. Pod MN app. Yes. This is a totally different one now. So you can download the app. Yes. And everyone that's on the network. Yes. Which is a lot. Oh yeah, they've got a ton uh, especially of for you sports fans. Yeah, we're on. So that's a different Minnesota podcast. So we have podcast MN, yep. and we got this podcast MN app. Well, just pod MN. Pod MN app. So it's two different things, right? Yep. Uh, find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio. Yes, I think. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, you can find podcasts and pretty much. Uh, thanks to uh, Roughneck Scarves, special scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. want to thank again Head Flyer Brewing Company for having us out here today. And Sean. And Sean for coming on. Uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave and David. We'll see you in two weeks. See ya.
En JCPenney sabemos que nos extrañas y nosotros te extrañamos aún más. ¿Pero qué pasa si te decimos que tenemos una tienda abierta todo el día, todos los días? ¡La tenemos! En jcp.com o en el app de JCPenney. ¿Quieres un traje de baño? ¡Lo tenemos! ¿Algo para estrenar este verano? ¡También! ¿Marcas exclusivas y tus marcas nacionales favoritas? ¡También! Visita nuestra página para los más recientes cupones y aprovecha envío estándar gratis en compras de $49 dólares o más. JCPenney. Apliquen exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.